From the Ram Studio, connected by AT&T, welcome to Between the Horns. I'm Miles Simmons. I am here with my buddy DeMarco Farr. It is Wednesday, September 13th, and the Rams are 1-0, and huh? How about that? I'm trying to poke the ball out. You're trying to poke I'm the ball out. I'm trying to poke the ball if out. If you can see that on television. I'm trying to television. unnerve Miles already. It's true, yes. but you can't unnerve me because the Rams won 46-9. Is that all it takes for you? <laughs> to have nerves of steel is the, is the Rams. No, it was a, it was an awesome, awesome victory. Yeah. Uh, great way to start the season. Um, great job by the offense. Move mm-hmm. the ball down the field mm-hmm. and uh, even better job by the defense. So, um, And what can you say about special teams? What haven't we said about Bones Fossil, and, and, Johnny, and Johnny Hacker, Hacker. And, and, and Zerline? What, yes. what haven't we said about those guys by right. now? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just a complete performance. And that's yeah. really what you want to do. And against any team, but I think especially a team like the Indianapolis Colts that came in without Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. without Ryan Kelly at center, without Ron Vontae Davis, excuse me, at cornerback. Mm-hmm. Like you did what you should do to a team that is missing three of it uh, of its top players. I, I could see the board now from when I was a player when Coach Vermeil would would tell us he was teaching us how to win football games, teaching us how to win in this league. And one of the things that stood out was keep losing teams losing. Yeah. That's what winning teams do. That's what right. playoff teams yes. do. So uh, Indianapolis came in, like you said. They were shorthanded. Um, they didn't play very well in preseason. They didn't put out good film in preseason no, on either didn't. side of the ball. They so um, the Rams treated them like they should treat them, like every other good team in the league is going to treat them. You dominated them on both sides of the ball. You 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 brought up something um, before we were on the air, and I think it's just interesting about the way these two teams meet mm-hmm. and the way that they always end up having wacky matchups, right? Yeah. Uh, Doc Weiner, our old stat guy who who texts me during the games. <laughs> yeah, so if they ever come down to me during the game and it's just like dead air, I'm talking to Doc <laughs> because he sent me a stat. And I'm like, what is this? But um, a couple of years ago when uh, the Rams played the Colts in Indianapolis, the score was 38-8. to Yes, back in 2013. Yeah. That was the only time... In league history, there's been a 38 to eight game, which is remarkable. Remarkable. It was it was shocking, but you didn't really think about it, and it's been done since. So, sure, sure enough, during the game or after the game, I get another text: 46 to nine has never happened ever in NFL history, which is just mind boggling. Fifteen thousand games. Yeah, yeah. This this is what he sends me. <laughs> yeah, he, he's an encyclopedia. So I just love that sort of stuff, but. Both teams getting together, I mean, this is an old rivalry that predates us. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's something in the logos. They maybe. don't like each other. Yeah. Maybe. It's These always two, lopsided. Yeah. Two historic um, NFL franchises that once traded owners, too. Maybe the that's traded it. franchises. Yeah. Going see? way, way, way back. I think that was in the 70s. Maybe or they buried the a goat. Or is that the is that the bad luck when you bury a goat? I, I don't know. Uh, something like that. I don't yeah. know. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, so let, let's get to the defense because I know yeah. that's where you want to start. And it's where I want to start, too. Because we could actually start on O. We I could. was impressed with the offense. I know. But yeah. the defense scored 16 points or accounted for 16 points. And that doesn't often happen. I'm always going to give credit to the defense for making plays. But you can also say Scott Tolzien gave up 16 points. Yeah, by where well, he put the football. I mean, he gave up 14. He wasn't in there for the safety. Okay, so. <laughs> he gave up 14 points. Great point. Yes, uh, g- great point. But no, yes. no, great plays. I thought Tremaine Johnson that pick was amazing. Um, uh-huh. Let me back up. It wasn't necessarily the pick. It's the route that he ran for the receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely read the route, read the quarterback, stepped into the throwing lane, picked it, and took it off. And took off. Um, product of a great athlete and great coaching mm-hmm. because we've watched them practice that yes. every single day in drills and in practice. So to see that go from the practice field to the Coliseum on Sunday, 
tremendous. That's how you know what's going right. Yeah, credit to uh, Aubrey Pleasant, cornerbacks coach, Mm -hmm. and Gio Evero, who is the safeties coach. Both of those guys work in tandem very well. Sean McVay has talked about it, how they've just done a really great job. And then, of course, Trumaine Johnson today was named NFC Defensive Player of the Week, which is the first of his career. Amazing. And Sam Bradford got his first NFC Player of the Week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, that's a whole different discussion. Yeah, <laughs> a whole different there. discussion. But, yeah, great for him. Um, I'm, I'm glad he was named captain, voted captain. Yeah. And then to see that to see that be paid back with great play was amazing. Getting the ball out. Right. Stripping the football yes. out. Uh, even better than yes. the pick. To me, I, I yeah. would agree with you, and yeah. it was unfortunate that the Rams could not capitalize on that offensively. Because look, when you get the ball at the 34-yard line, you got to go and score touchdowns. Oh yeah, and you know we can talk about the penalties and all that and the, the sort of mistakes later. But uh, with Trumaine Johnson right now, I think you're showing why you gave him the franchise tag two years in a row. Oh yeah, and guys that are out there, and I think T.Y. Hilton, if he didn't know, I think he found out, and the rest of the Colts found out. That is Tony Montana at corner. I, I'm serious. He is mm. absolutely no joke. He takes no prisoners. Um, <laughs> and he wants you to get nothing. He's an absolute dictator on defense. You get nothing. I get everything. I love that. As long as he plays within the rules, and he has. He has. Plays within the rules, doesn't hurt the football team. I, I love that sort of fire starter, that fire plug. Okay, I, I got to admit, I the Tony Montana reference is totally lost I, I know. I, I, you looked at me with blank eyes. I, I just did. I moved on real fast. Okay, well, what is it from? Like, let's just solve the mystery a little bit. You don't know Tony Montana? No. Text Miles, everyone. No, to Go what, ahead. Tony? Send him texts, Send me, me pictures, tweets. videos, memes, whatever, <laughs> oh, about what Tony, who, Mon, who, who Tony Montana who was, Tony Montana. and is. Anyway, All right. go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, just overall. I hope on you're defense, flooded, though, by the way. I, I, do I hope too. you're flooded. I hope people that, with references. You know why? Because yeah. that means that people are listening to I'm the show. I'm not even going to tell you where it's from. Yeah. I can send Google him all it, right? the references from Tony Montana. <laughs> Anyway, school him, people. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. I need to learn me something. Thank but, you. No, when you look at um, the stats from the end of that game, I mean, Indianapolis had only 10 first downs. They were 0 of 10 on third down plus yeah. 0 of 1 on fourth down. You know, they had 225 yards. And this is from a group of, of Rams defenders that really had not played together all preseason and yet they went out there and they still dominated. They did. Um, I was looking at the numbers and I was looking at Mark Marin in particular because. What you mentioned, he didn't have any preseason reps. Right. And uh, if you look at his stat line, uh, one assisted tackle and a bunch of zeros, um, that's good and that's not ne- that's misleading. Because when you have a defensive front that's going off like he had on game day, there's not much for you to do. <laughs> there's true. not many plays to make. Now, there's some things that I'm sure he's going to get better at, uh, instinctual things as you keep playing football. Everyone, he's it's almost like a first preseason game for him in this defense. Kind of, so, yeah. yeah, he's getting up to speed. But just watching Michael Brockers, yeah. wrecking shop. That's the name I was going to bring up because, yeah, well, when it's like you said, it's like you said, look, Mark Barron doesn't necessarily have as much to do because Michael Brockers is leading the team in tackles. Yes. And that is rare for a nose tackle. He's moving people, getting off blocks and making plays all at the same time. And when it's. When it's his time to make a play and he's not doubled, he's in the backfield. Yes. Um, watching Ethan Westbrooks, same thing. Yeah. Even Big Ty Walker played big. He played, played great. huge. Yeah. He I mean, played great. It, it, it couldn't have gone any better for those front guys and the rookie getting in there, Tanzo mm-hmm. Smart. Yes. Um, making plays and, and being energetic. So seeing those bigs up front making plays, there's just not much for linebackers to do in a game like that. And that's a fortunate thing, yeah. right? I mean, they held Frank Gore uh, to. 
I should really look this up right now, but I don't have it quite in front of me. But he was they, a non-factor. Yes, yeah. they made Frank Gore pretty much a non-factor, yeah. and that's what happens when you get two defensive scores uh, first off in you know in the right. first three quarters. But it also happens when you have this attacking front and they're working together well. Yeah, and in the passing game, same thing for the linebackers. Um, Scott Tolzina. When you think if you're Alec Ogletree and you're Mark Barron in this situation with the 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 players that Indy had maybe your first or second read aren't going to be the guys you're covering or the responsibility, your zone area, sure. aren't going to be those guys. And with the pressure the way it was, that quarterback wasn't getting a second and third read. No, he was not. It's one-two, get the ball out, or yes. you're getting hit. Yes. Or uh, one-two when it's picked. So, I mean, there's really not much for them to do, but it's good tape for them to to study the Rams, to study and learn and get better. If you're the Colts, you don't even watch that on offense. There's no point in watching it. No, there's yeah. not. And you know what? You have that second pick, too. I want to bring up LaMarcus Joyner oh, because, wow, wow yeah, yeah. that play was outstanding. Remember his nickname when he was drafted? Do you remember what they called him? I actually don't know. You don't remember? No. what How the, the coaching staff, the, the, uh, the coaching staff then described him as a Frisbee dog. <laughs> they wanted to play him in the middle of the field and just let him go get the football. Yeah. That was the first time he actually played like it. Mm-hmm. Because, one, where did he come from? Two, how high up did he go to get that football? Yeah. Yeah, I swear he caught it backwards. He might have. <laughs> yeah, he might no, have. because he like he caught it and, and his turned. hands were <laughs> right. like, it's like in a pirouette or something yeah. almost. But it was, it was really incredible to see. And, and it was interesting because... I think somebody turned next to me and, and they were like, oh, it's LaMarcus Joyner's first interception. I was like, really? Shocking, right? Yeah. Lots of passes defense, but mm-hmm. actual first pick, that's it. Yes. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the, you know, passes defense, you talk about that. He had that one early in the game, I think, on third down where he's over the middle. Yeah. And if he doesn't swap that thing it's gone. down. Yeah. Exactly. Touchdown. And right. he does. Right. I and, mean, see, that's stuff where you'd say against the Colts, you'll get away with that. But as the degree of difficulty moves up with the, the different quarterbacks you're going to play. Right. That play becomes big. Yeah. Look, well, for them. <laughs> sure. Okay, right. But, right. but I think... But it was a hell of a play. It was. Yeah. And I think, okay, it's like when you start playing a game, right, or you're mm-hmm. playing a video game, Madden, for instance. Okay. You start out on an easier setting if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> right? You figure out a right. little bit what you're doing. Yes. And then you keep making it a little bit yes. harder. And, I'm not, and, you know, when a game turns out 46 to 9, like, I know the Colts get paid too, but... It's yeah. almost like you're playing on rookie. Next week, you got to get up. You, you got to up you, the difficulty a little do bit. Do you play on rookie? I do not. <laughs> do you do you play on rookie? I play on pro right now. Okay, it, it's that bad. You, you start. Is there all pro? Yes, there's all. It's it's rookie, pro, all pro, Matt, all Madden. Go all Madden. If I played all Madden, Go I would never Madden. complete a pass. How do you expect would, to get better? Be- if you I, keep I, playing I, on something where you know you can win or it's easier for I you. I don't play video Move games. Move it up. I don't play video games to stress myself Play out. all Madden. Come I do on. not know. If I Make play it real. all Madden, I'd just be angry. Challenge yourself. I don't challenge need to. Challenge yourself. I challenge myself Stop in other Stop checking ways. the ball down. <laughs> at some point, you're going to have to go downfield. Every time I do, I throw a pick. See? It's at not, some it's point, not good. well, just maybe you're not good enough. Exactly. I know I'm not. That's why I play on pro so I can relax. Anyway. But, yeah. yes. Um, with LaMarcus Joyner yeah. and Tremaine Johnson, though, I, I want to ask you specifically, is this scheme better for them when they're playing more man coverage? I think Tremaine can play in anybody's scheme. Yeah. Um, and if you had him, you'd make it fit. No yes, matter he's what one you're playing, players. you'll make yes. it fit. Now, there's going to be some guys that maybe it's it's not going to fit what he does best. Um, when you think about it, the off coverage that they like to play in years past may not be suited to what he does. 
Right. Yeah. Um, but getting in your face, playing man coverage, yeah. that, that's perfect for him. Um, LaMarcus, moving him to the middle of the field, I thought was a stroke of genius and mm -hmm. a matter of time. Yeah. Um, because the pick, in my opinion, from what I saw on Sunday, the pick wasn't his best play. Actually, really? it was the play where he knocked the guy out of bounds that should have been reviewed. Yes. That would have given Indy probably a touchdown. Yes. Getting that guy out of bounds there was mm -hmm. a hell of a play. It was. The distance he ran, the hit he made, and the impact. Uh, the guy had him outweighed by a few pounds. I think everybody will. But the impact to move him out of bounds and at least give you another chance at a goal line stop. Yeah. I thought that was his best play of that, the game. That's yeah. what a safety does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they, in, in years past, they used to call the, the back-end safety the angel of the defense. I remember yeah. talking to James Laurinaitis about this. Because you need that angel sometimes because somebody's got to save you when something bad happens underneath. Oh, yeah, yeah. Usually when those guys are making plays down the field, there's – like 21 other guys running at him screaming. <laughs> Half of them are going, yeah. The other one's like, please stop it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that was, I agree with you, that was a huge play by LaMarcus Joyner. And I think it just sort of speaks to, look, the way he's been getting yeah. after it and the way that he's finally, I think, I don't know if it's coming into his own is the right word, right phrase because we've seen him make plays before I think he's in the right spot now yeah yeah I, I think he's in the perfect spot for his skill set um there was a shot in Oakland um where he knocked himself cold oh yes yeah I can't stop watching that play I show people that play mm -hmm. because he ran into that hit full speed yeah. he didn't break stride I always say like if I'm going down a dark alley and I gotta pick a, somebody to go with me I want it to be LaMarcus it Jordan. might be LaMarcus okay because we're gonna be okay I'll take Whitworth well, yes. Yeah, I'll take the biggest guy, or Brockers. Yeah. The Whitworth, biggest guy I can find. Oh, look, I'm taking Whitworth, Brockers, LaMarcus You can Joyner. take LaMarcus if you want. I'll take the, <laughs> I'll take the bigs. Yeah. <laughs> um, another guy, though, that I thought had a really good game, and it was in sort of limited snaps, too, was Robert Quinn. He played yeah. 25 snaps, but you could feel him out there. Gumby returns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Plastic Man is, is back. Um, as long as you can keep him healthy for 16 you're going to see special plays. Yeah. Uh, the sack, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the the track down, the tackle for loss, even better. Um, yes, and that and that yeah. was within those three plays. It was Quinn sack. I think Tanzel Smart tackle for loss, and then and Quinn tackle for loss again. That was that was a great sequence. It's a rarity when I try to communicate with players when they're busy when they're working, but I had to yell at him and said, "Space that stuff out." <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm still crowing about the sack, and you make another play. Yeah, space yeah. it out a little bit. At least you know series to series, but. Just to watch what he can do off the edge. And, I mean, it's just going down the line. And you saw this, my all-effort squad. Yeah, you I was going to ask you about that. Ethan Westbrooks and Matt Longacre. Uh, the game means a lot to them. Mm -hmm. uh, when they're in the game, you can see the energy and the passion that they bring. But the skill is from Quinn. Right. The, the guy that no one can do what he does yeah. on this roster, possibly in the league. And when you get 99 back, that's more skill plus the toughness. Mm -hmm. If you add all that together, man, you got – Endless waves of, of run stuffers and pass rushers yeah. that just won't give a def or an offense a chance to, to breathe. Well, talk about your all-effort squad a little bit, Ethan Westbrooks and Matt Long. I just I love the way they play. Um, you know, they're 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 guys that it's not pretty when they make plays, but it's effective. Yeah. Um, they're they're all out. Once they once the ball is snapped and they diagnose, they're getting to the ball with bad intentions. Um, <laughs> and, and they're doing the smart things. Like Matt Longacre is a better than average pass rusher. Just not too many people know that. We know that. We know we it because we day. see it every day. Yeah. But we don't uh, – the rest of the world probably doesn't, but he's so smart with it. He knows when he makes his first move. If he's got some sort of advantage, he's going to carry that to the quarterback. When he doesn't, when they do block him, because they do pay those other guys, 
his hand comes up immediately to get in the throwing lane. Mm. Um, and that's rule number one. I thought I taught you this. Yes, if you can't sack the quarterback, at least get in the way, the ball may hit you. Yeah. He's the, the epitome of that, and that's the way he plays. All energy, all effort. Uh, he sprints on and off the field. I mean, you can trust him when he's in the game. Yeah. Yeah, that, that your starters, your skill guys can actually get a blow, get a rest, and then you can reinsert them in the game, and away you go. One of the, the interesting things I thought about this offseason was, at least when we came into the offseason program, it was like, okay, does Matt Longacre still fit in what they're trying to do now that it's a 3-4? And I think the answer has been an overwhelming yes. Yeah, loves the game, and there are guys that can do that. Um, it's more shocking when guys can't, you know, at this Why? level. Why? Because you're a pro. Um, if you're a right end and then your team, your professional team who's paying you says, okay, I need to make you a left end, well, you need to make that transition. Mm-hmm. You can't say, you can't say I can't do that. Right. Um, certain guys can. Um, those are the guys that are drafted in the top five or all pros. <laughs> they can call yeah. their shots. But the Westbrooks, the Longacres, the Fars, I need you to play nose tackle. Yes, sir. Okay. And I'm going to play it better than the guy you had in there. That's yeah. just their mentality. Okay. Um, so you mentioned this guy's name, and now that he's back, we, we definitely have to talk about him a little bit more. Um, Aaron Donald now is back in the fold. No new update on the contract extension yeah. or anything like that, but it's good to just have him back. And, you know, the McVay said on Monday so. the goal. Well, <laughs> I was wrong. It's worse. What do you mean? Because now I can see him. I don't understand. But he's still not playing. <laughs> oh, well, he may or may not play on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, the goal McVeigh said on Monday in his press conference was, it is that Donald will play on Sunday. Good. So, I'll I, be happy when that happens. But okay. I thought I'd be happy just to have him back in the building. It, it made it worse. It, it is. It's, it's like, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's like when, okay, I, I'm not going to yeah, say Yeah, don't even try. But yeah. I, yeah, I mean, you, know what I, you know what I'm thinking. But it is, it's like a positive. The, the primary color for the Rams. Yes, you're getting <laughs> it, You're getting him closer to actually being on the field. So right. that is a good thing. So, yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm just being funny. But yeah, just, <laughs> I, I'm glad that this whole situation is, is really working out the way it's worked out. Like waiving the fines. Right. I think that speaks to how respectful and how understanding both sides are. Yes, yeah. I think so too. And and again, we've talked about this multiple times. Look, it, it always seemed like the negotiations were not acrimonious because we never heard numbers. Mm-hmm. And I think that has something to do with the, the, the respect factor, right? Yeah. You heard McVeigh say on Monday that he confirmed a report that he did go down um, with the Rams' top brass to Atlanta to meet with Aaron Donald's representation to just show how important that... Aaron Donald is yeah. for what it is that they're doing and how important just from the football perspective and and I think what McVay said about that was great that he just wanted to try to be a part of the solution as much as he could not that he's intimately involved with contract details or things like that but I think for him it just shows hey like this is a very important player this is a very good player he is a big part of what we want to be able to do and just from the football perspective I want him to know that that we not me it's not just words. Not for him. It's not Absolutely just words. Not. It's real. And yeah. when I heard that, I thought the same thing. I thought that was cool. Um, it was also weird because whenever I saw the head coach or if the head coach came to my house, I was usually in trouble. <laughs> yeah, something I did wrong. <laughs> but no, I thought that was cool. Um, and, and I'm sure that made, you know, that was big for Aaron Donald as well. Yeah. The head coach mm-hmm. is here. Now, he took time away from the guys to come see you, and he's talking to you about how important you are. Right. Um, no shock that 
after that meeting, you get Donald back in the building. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not going to solve the business it's part not. of this, and that's not the point. The point was, we care about you, you're a part of this thing, and we need you here, and sure enough, here he is. Yes, and that's one of the good things. So, integrating him back into this defense, how big of a process is that? Oh. And, you know, I'll can... tell you, um, Ty Walker, Tanzel, out. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> okay, but he hasn't played. You know what I'm saying? Like how... Tenzel, Ty Walker. <laughs> Go on, Aaron. I, that's, that's how easy it is. I believe you. Yeah. I believe that part of it. But when it comes to getting back into football shape. Yeah, there's some things like Mark Barron. Um, right. Some things that you, you have to rep in practice and in games. Yes. To, to hone your instincts, so to speak. Um, but guys like Aaron Donald, it's it's second nature to him. Uh, he just yes. he needs a short amount of time just to get himself ready and warmed up uh, to play a football game. Um, now, cardio-wise, um, you know, running on the side, running by yourself is a little bit different than taking on guys and then pursuing to the football. And that's more or less what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's for, to get his cardio, to get his wind up, uh, to get in football shape, He's going to need some time, but I thought you meant like when do you put him in? Oh no, 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 no! You no, don't. No, sorry, you don't bring Aaron Donald back and make him a backup and it, have him earn it. Hell no! No, you just make way. Yes. Yeah, and put him in, and then when he needs a break, you bring in the backups who are seasoned and ready to go. Right. I yeah. mean, do you think you will have to limit his snaps? I guess is more or less what I was getting at. I'm gonna. I, this is same thing. Running back coaches will tell bell cow backs. I'm gonna run you until your tongue hangs out. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you need a blow, raise your hand, I'll get the backup in. Yes. Right. But when you're ready to go, you're right back in the game. Same yes. thing for Donald. Yes. Okay. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. And one of the encouraging aspects, I thought, of this game is that, you know, you beat the Colts like this the way you were supposed to without your best player. Yeah. Um, and same could be said about the loss from the Colts' perspective. They didn't have their franchise quarterback. Fair. But, yeah. you know, and um, from a – Tolzine family perspective, I'm happy Donald's not there because that would have been ugly. Yeah. I mean, vicious. I mean, yeah. You vicious. get Donald going against an undrafted rookie center, which I, I know Pagano can say all the nice things he ever wants to about that guy, about Bond. And, and I'm There's sure a he is a, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a great human being. Yeah. And, I'm not, and I'm not trying to disparage the human. But just from an experience and playing standpoint, it is extremely tough to ask an undrafted rookie center to go up against an experienced defensive front in week one. I've seen all pros ask for help. Yeah. All pro centers and guards ask for help on Donald. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, draft position or undrafted status does not matter. Sure. Yeah. The, the guy is an all-purpose ass kicker. Sorry. Yes. No, no. <laughs> I mean, but it's it's true. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, so did you see this clip? Um, after the game and before we move on to the offensive, um, what Pagano said. About the 49ers? Yeah. Yeah. That that was sort of like, man, get your butt kicked so bad you don't even know who kicked it. Well, when you hear stuff like that, it kind of confirms what you thought when you see that team. I mean, it seems like they were worried about everything else but the game. Hmm. Yeah, there was just more to what they were bringing to Los Angeles than just playing the Rams. Yeah. And you've seen that before yeah, out of you have. this team. You have. I've been a part of teams like that. There's, a, there's more going on here than just playing a game. Yeah. Yeah. And when he makes a slip like that, 
kind of says everything. Yeah, yeah, it probably does. Um, okay, so let's move on to the offense because we are like 23 minutes into this thing mm-hmm. and Jared Goff threw for 300 yards for yeah. the first time in his career and I haven't really talked that much about it. Um, I mean, I went back and I, I looked because I was pretty sure that this is the first time that a passer has thrown for 300 yards since 2014, since I've, I've been in this role. Oh, really? Well. Wow. And the Rams have won. Oh, Last wow. year... Case Keenum did it against Detroit. That was an L. Right. The year uh, 2014, Austin Davis did it against Philadelphia. Another L. Right. The closest I think anyone has come is Nick Foles week one against Seattle in 15, but that was 297. Right. Not over 300. When you see that 300-yard mark for your quarterback, chances are something bad happened. Unless you've got an all-pro. Right. <laughs> right, right. That's right. Just, and that's your offense. Yeah. But yeah, um, when, when he was drafted and you sat back in your chair and your mind's eye and you imagined what he would look like as a pro, once he got some experience, you saw that. Yes. Yeah, he can run this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, the little technical stuff, the, the athletic stuff that quarterbacks need to have to move the football from one spot to the other, he's got that in spades. Absolutely. And when you watch the way the game was called and just watch it from a from an Indianapolis defensive perspective right. you're guarding the entire field you are you, you are pursuing the entire field he's right. moving the ball from here it's here it's here it's here it's here it's here it's 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 a it's a four quarter mind screw is what it is yes yeah. and it is and it's one of those things where Sean McVay talks about it all the time marrying the run game with the pass game you want to have Plays that start out looking the same, but are actually different. You can do that with formations. You can do that with different types of motion and everything. And I think about the uh, Robert Woods had two long catches that seemed like deep crossing routes mm-hmm. that were both over 20 yards. Mm-hmm. I think there was one on the first drive, one I think in late latish in <laughs> the third quarter. Yeah, he played a great game. He did. Played a great game. Yes, he did. Um, a lot of the receivers did. But I, I was looking at those two plays, watching film and. They start out looking very different because they start out from different formations. In the in the first quarter, I believe they still had a two tight end set, mm-hmm. um, and in the third quarter, it was Tavon Austin coming in motion, and so you get that fake stuff that they used to do with you, you fake it to Todd Gurley, you fake it to Tavon, and then you throw the ball down the field. Now this time, the receiver catches the ball, the receiver's open, and. It's a different thing because, look, you have this different look now in the third quarter than you got in the first quarter. That's yeah. great scheme by Sean McVay. Bringing in like Tavon and you put him in motion and he's a decoy. What it does is it freezes that end to the opposite side. Mm-hmm. So it's a play action. Now you've got time to throw. You're not going to get pressure from over there because yes. he's worried about this over here. So then it switches again where this guy might be your your most your most dangerous man on this play, Mm -hmm. but he's so worried about the play action, he's eliminated. So even if you're unblocked, you freeze because you're not sure what's going on. Right. Uh, And the time when he did get great protection, I mean, when there was absolutely no one within three yards of him, he stood in the pocket tall, delivered the ball downfield uh, for a touchdown to the Cooper Cup. Yeah. Um, So I, I, I thought that how he played in this offense and how he, well, besides the false starts and the penalties. Yes. Yeah. They were very efficient moving the football. Um, the only damage that was done was self-inflicted. Yes. Yeah, and that's the stuff that can be be corrected. Exactly. Jared Goff brought that up after the game. I'm talking to him in that press conference that these mistakes are fixable. And when you get those false starts, and I think that might have been after True's fumble and fumble recovery, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, because it backed them up. Um, 
those are things that are sort of surprising because they come from veterans, right? I mean, your two false starts came from John Sullivan and Andrew Whitworth. Mm. It's not something you really expect. It happens. It does. <laughs> There's a lot no, going on in this absolutely. offense. Absolutely. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot going on, and it's yeah. still new offense, and it's still um, new surroundings and environment, but... I, I just think that there's a lot to be encouraged by if you're watching that game and you want Jared Goff to succeed. True. Um, that stuff uh, doesn't bother me. Um, it, the inside runs and the struggle, the tough slide oh, yeah, to move we're, the ball. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that is more concerning. I wouldn't say alarming. It's just concerning. But I have to amend the statement saying that Indianapolis is, like, all bad. Th- those tackles, that front seven can play. Yeah, they're really good at stopping the run, and they gave the Rams fits, and I, that's going to be a season-long deal when you when you look at the Rams uh, the Rams schedule coming up. So they have to get better there running the football mm-hmm. on the inside. Um, sometimes Todd had chances, sometimes he did not. When he did manage to get the ball outside and break into the open field, it was a hold. Hold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So th- that's the stuff that you have to clean up. So there's a lot a lot of positives there. Um, uh, more positives than negatives. Well, what do you what do you see from Todd Gurley and the run game? What what do you notice on film that I guess is the biggest issue? Um, I like him. Well, against that team, I like attacking off tackle because mm-hmm. I think you had the advantage there. Your tight ends and your tackles were better than their edge guys. Sure. Um, so you can get the ball to the outside. Um, what I do like is. I think it's what Todd likes about this offense. Okay, if the inside stuff, the inside zones aren't working, if it's too clogged up, you can still get him the ball in the open field on screens yeah. or out of the backfield. And I, I think he flourishes in those roles. So, And I thought you were just an eyelash away from breaking a few screens. You really were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get one guy blocked. That, that was the one going to the left away from the Rams bench. Yes. You get a hat on that guy. I mean, who knows where that goes. Yeah. I mean, you're off to the races there. And it was a great tackle on the other end. It in was. The rhythm. Yeah. Great tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if he steps out of that, he walks into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, I think, the, the good thing about Todd Gurley, even when you know he's not getting that production that you would like him to have yeah. running the football, you can still get him involved in the passing game where he had five receptions for 56 yards. What I noticed is when the inside stuff, this is different from last season, how Todd is different. When the inside stuff wasn't working or they were struggling, he didn't get down on himself. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like he was frustrated. It was like, okay, let's just try something else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he had that option last year. Like, okay, we're going to keep coming back to the same stuff that's not working. This would be different. We're going to find ways to get him the ball in the open field. Yes, because he can be um, so effective. And when you look at it, I think he had um, something like 24 touches for about 95, 96 yards. I'd like to move that up to 30. Yes. 30, 35. When you add his his rushing total with – his passing total. Yes. So that's that's something there. It's yeah. not like Todd Gurley is rendered totally ineffective just because the run game is not quite going the way you want it to. And I thought the uh, the touchdown run when uh, on oh, the goal line. Oh, that was outstanding. Beautiful. It was outstanding. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, look, it's not always going to be stand-up touchdowns where you get to celebrate and show off your new dance moves. Sometimes <laughs> you're going to have to get da- down and dirty and, yeah. and fight your way into the end zone. And that's exactly what he did. Took on a few guys and, and dragged them into the end zone. Th- those are things that we've seen, I think, from his athleticism since he was a rookie where, mm-hmm. you know what, when he's close to that end zone, he's going to be able to stretch the ball out and get it there. Yeah. You know, and keep his knees somehow above the grass. He's athletic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he scores standing up from here on out, he should be upset. He should want <laughs> to fight through guys. Yeah, yeah. No easy touchdowns. It should all be so, hard. I think sometimes it's nice to be easy. Nah, nah. Do you remember that nah. one against the 49ers? It was like 76 yards, and it was just a power, and he went in untouched. 
That was See, fun. that's boring. What, the, what, what fun is that? I think it's kind of fun. No, get in there and just get nasty. It's one of my Break some arms. It's one of the favorite all-22s I've ever done because I look legitimately drew it up like da-da-da. It's fun. See? He's on pro again. No, Move it up to come all Madden. On. Come no, on, move it up you, to all Madden. You know, I, you know what? I'll do a little Glory Days yes. thing. You know why it really was fun for me, that one thing two years ago? Um, because it reminded me of high school. Ah. So when we would, um, we, when we were playing a team on Fridays, you know, we'd get a test. Yeah. And so I would always love drawing the plays on the test. Nice. So it reminded me of taking nice. those tests and... Because I would always ace them. Oh, okay. This is why I was like, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, I was the left guard, but I would always make the O-line calls because I, I would always know what was going on. I could, I could see, see right now front. you were there. Wherever you're talking about, you were there right now. I you really could see am. You could describe like, the I'm, whole I'm scene. I'm totally, I'm in yeah. the locker room, like everybody's around, we're, we're about camera, to go though. eat pasta. Yeah, we're here though. Uh, I know. Yeah, relax. I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, take, I'll, take, um, I'll take that back out of my mind. But um, moreover, on, on the passing game, um, one thing that stood out to me was that you had got you had four receivers with over 50 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about Sammy Watkins, five for 58. Gurley, we already mentioned him, five for 56. Cooper Cup, four for 76, and then Robert Woods, three for 53. Look, that to me says a lot about the way Jared was distributing the ball. Yeah. And then you also had um, tight end Gerald Everett. Want to mention <laughs> this with his 39 yard reception, and so that means you you got five guys with a reception of at least 20 yards. And I believe that was Bostic, the linebacker he beat, Everett, down the field. So, yeah. uh, one of the faster linebackers in the league. Yeah. You might not find a faster guy. And, and he, he absolutely left him in the him. dust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we talked about Everett being a matchup problem. He is. Well, that's stage number one. Yeah. Um, the problem is now everybody saw it. Uh-huh. So you're going to have to <laughs> account for it, which sure. helps the offense. It might not help him, but it might help the offense True. because now you have to worry about that. And think about what Cooper Cup's Numbers would be had he caught that one across the uh, middle. Yeah. yeah. He would probably be over 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he would have gotten running. Tremendous. Um, and watching him run routes, you could teach off him. Because oh, yeah. if you're a safety or a corner that's directly over the top and he's running right at you, he's telling you nothing about where he's going mm-hmm. until he does it. That is the mark of a great receiver. Some guys telegraph. Um, and I think Goff does a good job of kind of keeping it hidden where he wants to go with the football when he has time. So mm-hmm. um, sometimes the, the best, you you as a defender, you have no chance. I can't tell what he's doing, and I can't tell what the quarterback's doing, and then boom, it's in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. and that's, I think, what happened on that touchdown. And you're not touchdown. getting pressure, right. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what happened on that touchdown. Because yeah. if you look at it um, on that all-22 film, especially from the, the end zone angle, mm-hmm. you can really see he's just using his shoulders, he's just making a move, and then all of a sudden it's boom, he's it's gone. It's subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it, mean, it looks really hard to defend what i would love to see is where his eyes are mm-hmm. what, what he's looking at and what he's what sort of read he's given that defender because he's always going to be a step ahead on breaks and they're always a step behind yeah yeah and that's not because he's the fastest or quickest guy it's just how he's doing it yeah. i'd love to watch his eyes but i mean you can't see it, it no yeah you can't I yeah mean, but you're you're closer to it than I am when you're on the field. Well, he's got a helmet on, and he's way over there. Yeah, I can't see that. <laughs> but it's fun. If I bring binoculars on the sideline, is that weird? I don't know. Yeah. It if might I bring like... binoculars on the sideline, would that be weird? Is... Oh, okay. It might be. It might look like you're trying to like see somebody in the crowd. Well, there's cameras down there. Yeah, I, c- I guess I could bring a, you know, yeah, if some you really assistance. Look at yeah, something. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that, um, but that would be interesting. Just kidding. Sammy yeah. Watkins. <laughs> wow. Does he, does he make a difference? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Does he make a difference? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just the little things. The, the, 
the you have to respect him as a receiver, and I, when I mean respect him, you have to respect every route on the route tree. Mm-hmm. So if you even think that this guy is getting ready to run past you, you have to honor it, which yes. means everything underneath is going to be open. Yes. Yeah. So just those little things, moving the ball through the air, um, picking up easy first downs on first down, mm-hmm. stuff that other teams seem to get that you didn't get in years past. He makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, the the great thing about him to me is that when he catches the ball, he's not just looking to get out of bounds, right? He he can run through contact. He's looking to house it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every yeah. single play. Because if you miss a tackle, he's got the breakaway speed to go down the field. And so the other thing is, if you just want to tackle him with one guy sometimes, yeah, yeah, you're not going to be able to because he is that big physical type receiver that can pull guys across the, the, the down marker to get a first down. Or run away from you. Yes. Yeah, if you're out of position. Like, uh, I'll give you for instance, uh, Mo Alexander mm-hmm. um, just made a little boo-boo, got his head caught inside, and then now he's got to travel 13 yards to tackle a guy in space. Yeah. This is the NFL. Probably not going to happen. That guy is going to make you miss. Well, same thing with a Sammy Watkins. Mm -hmm. If you're out of position by an iota and he can get through that arm tackle, now he's at full speed in the middle of the field. And outside of Tremaine Johnson, have you seen a corner the size of Sammy Watkins? No. In the open field, he's got the advantage. Yeah, so as long as that stuff keeps progressing and you uh, you get protection and you can get the ball out, He's going to start to turn those little ones into big ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you surprised that he was involved as he was on Sunday at all? Um, a, a little, but not not very much because of the the route combinations and the play that was called. Um, yeah. We they it seemed like they called that play just for him. So these are your plays. Know sure. this, learn this, study this. When you see this, this is where we're going. Now, to integrate him in the offense more throwing off play action, um, that's where the big plays will come. But mm-hmm. if you can get the routine plays out of Sammy, yeah. your offense is going to be measurably better on, on Sundays anyway. Absolutely, that's for sure. Um, so one guy that I, I think we should spend a little bit of time on here is Tavon Austin because uh, some folks have asked on Twitter and in different places, like, okay, Tavon Austin got seven snaps. What does that mean for him going forward in this offense? I think he'll get more. I think so too. I think he's going to get more. Um, look, it's going to be specific to who you're playing and what you've been doing. Right. Um, But you can tell he's going to be a major part of this offense, and you can tell that defenses still respect his speed. Yeah. Yeah, because you get the desired look and result from whatever play you try to run with him or if he's in motion on a decoy. You get the result. So they're still buying it. That's going to help you as an offensive coordinator. That's going to help the offense move. Yes, I, I think so too. Look, I mean, part of it too, I think, is that the Rams got out to an early lead. You don't need to necessarily show everything if you're up, what, 27 to 3 or whatever it was, and then 30 to 3 in the third quarter with a guy like Tavon Austin who can really do some special stuff. If, if, why, why reveal that at right. that point in the game? You know what I mean? I would bet the plays that he scores on, are, it's going to be the first time you've seen that play. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. maybe not the formation, maybe not what he does pre-snap, but once the ball is snapped – when he gets it and he puts it in the end zone, that will probably be the first time that we've seen it and they've seen it. Yeah, yeah. and that's one of the things that Sean McVay can do oh, very, yeah. very well. Why is somebody opening this door right now? Oh, you should see the look on his face, too. Who just did that? Oh, my, I'm not even, I, I, I'm not a snitch. What? Oh, my goodness. I'm not a snitch. If you didn't, oh, my God, look, he's yeah. already and my snap. Producer, my producer, oh Matt, my right God. now is Breathe. ready to snap. Relax. Because here's, here's the thing, we'll take you guys behind the curtain. Like, look, <laughs> uh, we've got, there's an on-air light on the door, above the door. 
there's a do not enter sign on the door. What in the world do we have to do in order for people to respect? The now fact you that know what a podcast? false start is. Oh my god. That is gracious. a false start right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I just told you the snap count. Wow. <laughs> I remember that's another thing from. Um, <laughs> this is, I'll, I'll tell this story. This is not yeah. even that great of a story. But when, so when we're in high school, you know, you're in practice and all the time, like you get the snap count. I don't know. It's on the collar. It's on one, whatever. So we go to the line and then it's like, check, check. And so then we'd have different words like yeah. Kanta for on the collar. Um, I don't remember what the first sound was, but it was something that began with an F like forte okay. something. I don't know. Right. So we're like one of our quarterbacks one day, we were trying to switch things up a little bit because the defense obviously would know if you're on the same team. Like if you say check, check, what's the Yeah. So we go to the line, thing is on the first sound. Somebody says check, check. Quarterback says Phoenix, Phoenix. Phoenix does not begin with an F. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Phonetically, you know what he meant. But I turned around, I was like, Dude, what? <laughs> Phoenix. Okay, right. Yeah. I got you. Anyway, right, right, there's right. there's our glory day That's story funny. Oh my God. for today. All uh, right, so uh, let's turn it to this week. Washington <laughs> is coming into town, a team yeah. that Sean McVay obviously knows very, very well. What kind of advantages do you think he's got this week? Pretty much what you just said. Yeah. There's going to be some terminology things um, that that are going to be familiar to him that maybe he'll pass down to, say, a Wade Phillips. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you hear this, it might mean that. Now, remember, you all like baseball. Um, once you get the signals, you have to also account for those things being changed right. during the week because they also know that he knows the signals, too. Yes. So there's going to be some things, some technique things that he can probably help shed light on uh, to help the defense be better. Um those things are kind of overblown for me. Really? You yeah. think so? Yeah, because you still have to execute. Right. You yeah. still have to go out and play. And, and and you have to stay ahead of the chains or not make mistakes that, that hurt your, your yourself. Um, so you also have to compete with yourself as an offense. But some of it's going to help. Some of it's just way overblown. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think because every of, team tw- switches every year. Well, yeah. One of If there's one aspect of this that I think – McVay maybe does have an advantage on it's knowing Kirk Cousins true you know yeah and knowing basically the strengths the weaknesses everything because he's coached Cousins for the last few years and Cousins has said that he credits McVay with a lot of his development so I don't necessarily I'm not saying that like McVay is all of a sudden going to be some kind of wizard and everything Kirk Cousins is going to try to do will be wrong I don't think that's going to happen but I think there is some knowledge there that McVeigh can maybe pass on to Phillips and say, hey, if you do this, this, this might give him a little bit of trouble. This he doesn't like, or yeah. he, he didn't like when I was with him. Yes. Now he could also get better. Like I said, Kirk Cousins knows that he knows. Yes. So there are things that he's going to work on. But uh, yeah, obviously, there, there are notes that you make as a coach and as a player that you probably don't tell your coach. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like it when he calls that play. Right. But I'm not going to tell him that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to run the dang thing. Or I might, <laughs> as a coach, say, he can't make that throw. Write that down in my notes. But I'm not going to pass it on to my player because yeah. I'm trying to pump him up. So there's there are some things that you can definitely pass on. I can tell you, I can guarantee you, this is what he knows. He knows about Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah. He, he knows what's coming the other direction. That's exactly and, what I was going to ask. And, and how this you. guy can make plays. Um, so have a plan for him and how smart this guy is. You won't be able to get the ball around him on some sort of misdirection play action because he won't buy it. No one else has. Right. So that stuff he knows already. Right. Um, so the, the plan will be tailored to that. But 
yeah, there's there's going to be some inside stuff. So I don't maybe 15% of the plays, you could say you, if the Rams make a play here or there, you can attribute to him being in Washington. But for the sure. most part, it's going to be another football game. Well, I think that's part of it. You, you McVay talked about the emotional aspects of things um, on Monday at his Monday press conference, and he was saying, you know, of course, there's a lot that Jay Gruden has taught him, you know, from working under him, not just there, but with um, – that Florida UFL team that is either the, it's not the Panthers, I think it was the Tuskers or something, I don't know. But it they was work the together. Yeah, the Tuskers, yes. okay, yeah. But they work together, and obviously uh, the Grudens have been huge mentors mm-hmm. for Sean McVay. So yes, there is sort of this emotional aspect to things, but once the ball gets kicked off on Sunday, McVay has said, make no mistake, look, we're coming after him, we're going to win. Absolutely. We're going to try to win. When guys get cut, and no matter how much they love you, they take the playbook. <laughs> immediately <laughs> yeah yeah so I'm, I'm sure as soon as Sean McVay left the building you know they they cut ties football wise right yeah uh it's it's all competition um but just that handshake when you when you meet your mentor or when you sure. have a chance to play against the guy you've worked for or a team that you played for it's always a you put a little more on it and I'm sure that's going to filter down to the players I think so too it, it's something that you probably can't really avoid just because of the way, look, these guys really seem to enjoy playing for Sean McVay. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at it last week when they give him that water bath at the end of the game. Like That, I think, says something about the way this yeah. team has rallied around him. And I, I fought all day that day. I only gave it one day, the rest of Sunday. I fought all day with all my old head friends. Why? Oh, a Gatorade bath after a week, after a week one win? They weren't the only team that did that. Right, but I'm, what, Which I, I, my, I, my response was, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? What's wrong with it? It's week one. They're having I mean, it's fun. The first, yeah, it's the yeah. first game ever that he's coached, you know. Yeah. I understand that one. The one I saw that I was kind of like, huh, was Doug Peterson got one after beating hey, Washington. that's on them. <laughs> that, whatever they want to do. Uh, but right. Just, no, why, why, why be the no fun league, right? From every, everybody that's been here for more, let's, let's say more than three years, Yeah. Um, going from last year to this year, and then getting a win like that week one at home, <laughs> why not, man? It's something. Yeah, have, this really game is, is supposed something. to be fun, remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyone else that scares you there on uh, on Washington? Uh, uh, besides everybody, I'm always <laughs> nervous. I know. Um, they have an offensive guard, Brandon Scherf, mm-hmm. who's not like what you saw out of Indy. This is the real deal. Um, so, inside push is going to be a little bit tougher. Their offensive line as a whole might be one of the best in the NFC. They're, they're real big guys in their physical. Huge. Um, so... Let's just say this is your stiffest test to date for this defense. Yeah. Offensive line. Well, the Raiders brought it, but it was preseason, and you only saw them for a limited number of snaps. Uh, Yeah. This is going to be your first offensive line that's coming at you for four quarters, and they take no prisoners. So, yeah, you're going to have to really, really strap it up on the run this Mm -hmm. week. Yeah. I I think so, too. Um, One guy that stood out to me on film. Uh, it's Chris Thompson, one of their running backs, and he seems quick. to be yeah, yeah, quick guy. He doesn't go down easily, uh-huh. um, and he's somebody that it seems to me that they use him out of the backfield in certain packages. They want to get him in space, and he can make things happen when the ball's in his hands. Another guy like Frank Gore, um, you'll see if you slow it down, whenever these guys make contact with the first defender, their knees are always bent. You rarely catch them straight-legged. Hmm. Yeah, some guys you catch straight-legged okay. because they're all quickness and all this sort of stuff, and right. they, they shy away from contact. But guys like Gore and the guy you're going to see this week, they don't shy away from contact. They, they do a good job of running through contact. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to bring the arms and the legs and, and really, really, really be 
dialed in on your tackling. Yes. Because at some point, again, this is the NFL, mm-hmm. you're going to be a safety or a linebacker free in the hole with a back. And, and you're going to be one-on-one. On one. And right. you can't miss, yeah. right. And these guys are, are built to break tackles. Even Gore, like we said, was a non-factor. But some of his plays, he did break some tackles. He did. No, yeah, you're get right. up the field, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, when you... It, I think part of it, too, is going to be, okay, can the Rams go up again and then force Kirk Cousins to have to make a bunch of throws and make a bunch of plays? I'm watching that game last week in Philadelphia. I was sort of surprised by what really was sort of a lack of ball security by him mm-hmm. um, because he was stripped early in the game and they got um, some points off of that in Philadelphia. And then yeah. late in the game, I mean, they had a chance to go down the field and win, and then he gets, stri- gets strip-sacked again. Fletcher yeah. Cox runs into the end zone. Boom, it's ball game. And it's, it was a fumble. I thought it was a fumble, too. It, it's a fumble. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the way I saw it. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, maybe they put more on his shoulders. Um, I saw, it's funny. I saw similar. Um, Colin Kaepernick had a great season, and then the next year they turned the offense over to him. Mm. And he started to make mistakes, mm-hmm. like or, or bad things started to happen, like that, like stuff in the pocket. Mm-hmm. So it could be the same with Kirk Cousins. If you want that big contract, it's all on you. It is. Yeah, make some magic happen, and maybe he's pressing a little bit. But you'd have to think from week one to week two, he's going to be better as well. Yeah, yeah. But getting the ball out, and that's one thing. I remember when I told you it was a big something stuck in my craw. Uh, if the quarterback gets the ball stripped, it's not his mistake. Oh, yes, yeah. You it's a great this. play by the defender. Right. Yeah. It's being stripped out of his hand. That's not a mistake. That's being ripped out. Right, but in some ways, I mean, that's still a ball. Is it not a ball security issue if the ball gets stripped? It is. Uh, it is, <laughs> but he's in the pocket, and he's a quarterback, and the ball is being ripped out of your hand. I'm not saying don't credit the T.Y. Defense. Hilton getting the ball punched out, that's, that's a, mistake a mistake on your part. Yeah. Quarterbacks getting the ball ripped out in the pocket? Come on now, that's... That's a great defensive play. I agree that yeah. it is a great defensive play. Yeah. But there's sometimes where you either step up in the pocket, you bring the ball down, you protect yourself. True. That that I think is where it comes into play where people are saying, "Oh, it's a mistake." If you pull it down and you're running and you're protecting it and then the ball comes out, mistake. Yes. But if you're in there and you're trying to set the throw and it gets ripped out, come on, you never even saw the guy. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Um one other guy I want to talk about or actually two. Um Jordan Reed uh, tight end, oh. and people say, you know, people made that comparison. He's no Jack when, Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Gerald Everett came out uh, in the draft and the Rams yeah. selected him, they were, people said, okay, this is uh, McVay's new Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed is a fantastic player. He's a matchup nightmare. Oh boy. He is somebody that the Rams safeties and linebackers are going to have to deal with. And whether he's got this sort of foot injury or not, he's still a significant offensive threat. He can beat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guy last week, Good tight end. Jack Doyle can hurt you. Reed can beat you. Okay, yeah. Period. End of story. Yeah. That's how good he is. Um, yeah. When you face tight ends like that, I hate even calling them just tight ends. They're athletes. Right. Yeah, they're mismatches yeah. is what they are. Yeah. Um, they can get the ball down the field. They can get open. They can catch it. They can run after the catch. They can score with it. Um, they're red zone nightmares. They're guys that can beat you. So this will be, like you said, all hands on deck trying mm-hmm. to keep this guy under wraps. And then uh, Terrell Pryor, another guy, he's another. He's a new wide receiver for Washington after um, they lost Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon in free agency. So he's their, pretty much their number one wide receiver target. Last week it still looked, from my view of the film, it looked like he and Kirk Cousins are still sort of getting on the same page establishing their chemistry, but... He's a really tall guy. He's a lanky guy. I don't want to say lanky because he's got he, he's got he's built up, but 
he, he's a guy that's got a lot of length, I should say. Yeah. Um, and he can beat you over the top. He's dynamic. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's a better it's, word. Yeah. For, for Kirk Cousins, um, it's easy to find him down the field. Uh, mm-hmm. Short route, deep route. Uh, like you said, he's so big, he's so tall. Yeah. Um, the thing I like, and I have nothing but respect for him to to make a position change in the National Football That's League. Hard man, and become one of the better receivers yeah. at that position. I mean, you just don't see that often. Yeah. Um, but he's tough. Um, he's used to contact. He's not going to shy away from contact. So he'll block. Uh, he'll catch it in traffic. Drop his shoulder um, and deliver a shot. Um, you know, didn't have the greatest of weeks last week, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think that's that can be said for a lot of people in Redskins uniforms. But you would expect a bounce back week. Um, the toughest week you're ever going to suffer through is a losing week in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing galvanizes a team more than a loss. So I wouldn't look at last week's film and says this is who they are. Yes, that's who they were. <laughs> Who they're going to be is what you're going to see Sunday. Well, that's one thing I think we can say about a lot of the NFL, right? Mm. What's real? What's a mirage from week one? And this comes up seemingly every single year, right? I mean, you had teams that played San Francisco in the second Monday night game and got crushed two years in a row. Right. And then they come back and then they bounce back and then they win a few games. I'm talking about Minnesota and then obviously I'm talking about the L.A. Rams last year. But what do you think is real? from last week for the Rams? Uh, great question. Um, LaMarcus Joyner, the way he's playing, yeah. the way he's all over the field, that's real. Um, Tremaine Johnson, the, the way he competes against the top receivers in the league, I, I, I know that's real. Uh, Michael Brockers, the way he's playing, that's real. Um, Andrew Whitworth just being an eraser, I don't care who it is. Um, even if you've got a Ryan Kerrigan, if they do actually wind up bumping heads at some point he's one of the best tackles in the league yeah. has been um i believe that's real i believe the way goff moves the football and his ability to run this offense is real um there's some things that have to get better maybe the false starts i, I think that stuff will be cleaned up in uh, just watching how they practice and how they attack problems like that yes and how they're unacceptable i don't think that's real uh, yeah yeah that's um fair. yeah let Johnny Hecker is definitely real. Yeah, we know yeah, that. that that's, that's always going to be a constant. Five punts inside the 20, ten, three of which were inside the 10. And he had five punts. I mean, are you kidding? That's incredible. It, it, he might be the best weapon in the game. Yeah, okay, Bill Belichick. He might be the best weapon in the game. I mean, don't you think that was significant, Bill Belichick, who does more football than most people? Listen. Living I, or dead? He is the reason why the Rams were able to have that opportunity for Corey Littleton yes. to strip the ball and Morgan Fox to touch down Jacoby Brissett for the safety. Because that, of that. Because of that punt, yes. He flips field position. Yeah. Yeah, in a blink. Mm-hmm. Um, so bad offense becomes eh because of where he just put the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's amazing. So I, I, I know that is real. Um, as sure as this chair we're sitting on, that's going to happen yeah. uh, for a long time. Um, I'm trying to think what's, what might be a mirage. Um, politely, as bad as Indy played, on offense, mm-hmm. especially at quarterback. Yeah. I, I don't think it could, it's going to – I don't think it's that bad. It can't either. be that bad. It can't be. Yeah. I'll just leave it there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. All right, cool. So before we get out of here, any more parting shots? Um, yeah. Go all Madden, man. No, stop that. Come on. You need to test yourself a little bit more. No, I do not. Yeah. I don't play video. I, I am stressed out enough during the day. You know how high-strung I am. I, I play video games. That's why you need to, to play video know, games. I play, yeah, to wind down, not to stress myself out any more than I already am. Take it slow. 
play all Madden, try to win a game. Just work oh, at goodness. it. Just work at it. That I'll just get frustrated. Not a Super I gotta Bowl. Get, I gotta get all pro first. We don't need. I... We don't need a Lombardi. <laughs> we don't need a victory parade. Just try to win one game. All right. At all Madden. Maybe. Maybe I will. You'll grow. Back I guarantee you. You'll be thumping your chest. I yes. may. I might be. It's all um, about but confidence. before before we get out of yeah. here, though, I do want to give a shout out to my mom. It is her birthday today, September happy birthday. 13th. Nice. Yes. So happy birthday to Doctor. You did Sands. good. Yes. You done good. I I would like to say so. Yeah. Um, no, I love you very much, mom, and. Thank you for raising me the way that you have. All right. So You've done good. With that, uh, that'll be it for us today on Between the Horns. For my producer, Matt, for DeMarco Farr, I'm Miles Simmons. We'll see you next week. Red light means don't come in.